this podcast, Felix, sorry, this podcast is vulgar. It may contain the occasional swear word and some terrible accents, and perhaps the old scene of a graphic nature. But if you're into that kind of thing, please keep listening. Previously on the mystery murder mystery. So call me loco, but I kind of like it down here in the Midland. There's a reason you're trapped here, Nino, and here it is. The year was 1985. My friend Philip's wife, Rebecca, died in very suspicious circumstances. Philip began to need more and more emotional support, and my beautiful Adela felt she could give it to him. He stole her heart and took her from me. I believe he killed Rebecca. And this whole Niceberg bullshit is just a cover for his, his insufferable guilt. I'm down here plotting a revolution. I need you to help me overthrow the noise revolution and get revenge on that evil bastard, Philip. Look deep into the apron, my friend. What do you see? And before their amazed eyes, the apron begins to show history. The apron found me just like it found you, Clucas. Suddenly, an old man appears from the darkness. Eleven years I've now been here with my old friend Harry. And eleven years we've been plotting how to overthrow Philip St. Hutchinson's terrible belief system. We need one of you to go back to the real world and, without Philip or Gertie or anyone in the nice game finding out, get people on board. <laughs> your friends have been very worried about you. They've been calling 0800 Klukas every hour since your disappearance. I think sometimes Stefan's the one that needs to go back. Where would you like to be cut? Now just what were you doing in room 212? Just a little prank. Sometimes Stefan suddenly collapses as Betty notices a patch of blood. Now listen, I know all about what the plan is. I am one of you, you know. Mystery, murder, mystery. Doing murdering, it's not about to stop. Crazy murder crimes make my mind go pop. Who's done the murdering? We haven't got a clue. Everyone's a suspect. Could it be you? Could it be you? The mystery murder mystery. Mystery murder mystery. Fuck you, Charlie. I'm better than anyone else. It's been a long time, isn't it? It's been a long time. It's been some time. Pleasure to be back in this sweaty hole. Mm. It is sweaty and it's holy. Hotter than ever. Hotter than ever. It makes me sound like I'm ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful. It's a, it's a pleasure to be in a genuine recording studio. Better yeah. than, yeah, better than just when we were around my kitchen table. Yeah. But if I was, you know, Snoop Dogg or another popular artist... Sure. I would probably draw them. There's some quite some needy some words to I say. would be like, I can't record in there. How am I supposed to drop doggy style in there when it's 19 degrees? <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. I know is this going to be if you're listening to it sequentially you're not going to notice although my voice may have got a little deeper <laughs> time's um, passed but you Christy, started smoking you, 60 a day I'm on 60 a day Christy you've been in Edinburgh I doing have. your show well yeah. done how I'm, was it good great <laughs> Felix how you been thanks for the promotional I've been good. opportunity I wasn't in Edinburgh but um, 
Yeah, I heard Christy was going, so I thought I'd give it a miss this year. Yeah. 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 Friends how about close. You, how about you, you should write that one for your debut hour. Keep that uh, one. Yeah. Write it down. Uh, Good joke. Uh, I've, I, I've been fine. I've just been doing my thing. Been away a bit. What is your thing, in case the listeners don't know? Do they know anything about us? What's do, your thing? Do they need to? Nah. Let's go. Let's crack on. Yeah. I like the look of this wee script. I've got some scripts. It's big. It's thick. It's vast. Yeah. It's, it's as thick biblical. as it is hot in here. It's double-sided as well. Oh, what? <laughs> Felix, this is a real thicky. Yeah. It is thick. I didn't really remember that it was quite so thick, but um, I hope it's good. It's been a while since I last looked at it. Yeah, but I suppose. So. How did you How did you find bringing, kind of getting back to where the story was, where I left it? Hmm. There are a lot of different tangents right. in what? the story I, cr- so I thought I brought it quite, I, I gave it a bit of direction. You did, did you? you thought... <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, I thought you did as well. It felt like we were in a place... From which the story can move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. What, but you, are you saying with your you tangents, disagree. You said you've made I, more tangents. Uh, I, well, I wouldn't go to, as far as to say I made more tangents. Okay. I followed on some of the many tangents that there were. Okay, some. some. <laughs> Others you just ignored. What Listen, I'm there curious is a time about, for everything. What I'm curious about is whether you've brought back our main characters, well, our main protagonists, it was seeing Billy and Kim. Well, you're about to find out. Because mm, right. they took a bit of a backseat role last episode. Back, but yeah, by backseat, you it. mean not even in it. Yeah, that is what I mean. Good. Uh, <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> but no, yeah. Link well, you'll find then. out. Okay, who's going to play who? Christy, you're going to start as Kim. Good. And Charlie, you're going to be Billy. I always think I'm more of a Kim. All right. And I'm more of a Billy. <laughs> and you are you also very Kim. Uh, going to play <laughs> Betty. Mm. And you're going to play Stefan. Oh, no. oh you hate playing Stefan. I really struggle with that accent. <laughs> Scout Stefan. Stefan. The thing is, the way you did him was all like uh, Ringo Starr. Yeah, style. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, hello. Whereas mine's more like post-match Gerard. <laughs> post-modern sometimes Gerard. It's, sometimes he's like a post-modern Gerard. Yeah, but sometimes he's scout. up and sometimes he's down. Yeah. That is, that is the beauty of subtitles, Stefan, is I could do him Scottish and it wouldn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, it would be confusing. Fact, Maybe I would. Have a bit of Betty, fun with Betty it. Betty and Stefan seen together. Just two Scots I in the hotel. I saw something in you sometimes, Stefan. Just but emulate I, your voice totally. We haven't even asked what the episode's called yet. The episode, this episode is, so this is episode five, mm. and this is called The Titan Ice. Very cool. Yeah. Because your last one was called Tip of the Iceberg. Sure. Oh. The Titanite. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as clean. <laughs> <laughs> but and it'll do. But it, it makes sense. And what more can we ask for in this Make it French, the Titanis. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. The, could be. the what? Titanis. Hmm? Didn't think of that, did you, Christy? Of what? It could be Spanish. It could be Titanife. That's true. But it's not, is it? Well... I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, no, but <laughs> could have been. Could well have been, Charlie. Anyway, are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Ready. Scene one. Here we go. Mystery, murder, mystery. The sun rises over the Hotel La Vida. A faint light falls on Billy and Kim, who are slumped on a sofa in one of the hotel rooms. Kim sings sadly. They just shagged or something. <laughs> Why are they sleeping on the same sofa? Details yeah, not required. Details. <laughs> okay. Details, I'll remember that when I write mine. Because you first sentence. <laughs> yep. Where else? What a bit, where where else to start? We've got 19 pages to go through. Can we just get a move on, people? <laughs> Kim sings sadly in her sleep. Every night in my dream I see you. 
<laughs> That's mine, it's still mine. Oh, there it is. Bringing the Do bass bit. Wait your turn, Charlie. You wait is your turn. Is this the same tune now yeah, for yeah. Far Across the Distance? Yeah, yeah. Far across the distance and spaces between us, you have come to show you go. <laughs> As they finish the line, both of their eyes begin to open. Kim looks around sleepily. We must have nodded off. <sighs> I guess so. I was dreaming about Clocus. I was dreaming about Stefan. Kim looks out of the window thoughtfully. Billy, what on earth are we going to do? Uh, try the number again. Kim picks up the phone, dials 0800 Clucas and waits. The phone rings dead. No one's even picking up anymore. What does that mean? I don't know, Kim, but I wouldn't say it was an improvement. Kim puts her head in her hands. It's all our fault. We didn't save Klukas and now we've got Stefan into this mess and now he's dead and we'll never get to say sorry. Billy puts his arm around Kim's shoulders to comfort her. I suppose sometimes you're alive and sometimes you're not. That's the way Stefan would look at it anyway. Why have you put every line in quotation marks? I don't... I started doing it and then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it stops on the next page. That's a very good point. <laughs> it stops on the next page. Good detail, at least. Yeah. What a way to come we back. We know that it comes back in. Well, so it disappears. Maybe it's a feature. Okay. You're actually supposed to be pronouncing the, the quotation, the quotation mark. marks, <laughs> but I've let it slide. I, I, well, I've been doing air quotation marks every line. Yeah, oh, I didn't see has, that. I didn't has. see that. Fair enough. I suppose sometimes you're alive and sometimes you're not. That's the way Stefan would look at it anyway. I suppose. But it's difficult for me to see it that way. Oh, I'm the worst concierge in the world. Now, now, Kim, let's not do that. We've got to pick ourselves up and try and figure this thing out. We can't even be sure that they're dead. All we know is that they've disappeared. I guess so. (sighs) How about we go and speak to Betty? She'll know what to do. Yeah, I reckon that's a good idea. Kim and Billy lift themselves tiredly from the sofa and walk out the room, down the corridor to Betty's office. Kim knocks twice. Betty calls from within. Come in. <laughs> right, we're switching. Christy. Oh, sick. Oh, Christy. Was it that bad? It was bad. But I didn't get Listen, to... Listen, we don't have time for that, that was, sort of... Mm, that was good, your follow-up. One, you can have, I, uh, one can more I have chance. one thing to... You want one more go? What do you need me to say? I'm not going to look at the script, but I need to test, test my... Say, come in again, since that was the line. <clears throat> Scottish. Come in. Yeah, okay. Right. I mean, you, you're, the boss, you're the boss, chance. Felix, so you, you cast it chance. as you see fit. But. It's fine. Charlie? Come in. The door creaks open and Kim and Billy slump despondently into the room. 
Betty is sat in an armchair in the corner knitting, and there, sat on Betty's desk in boxers grinning, is sometimes Stefan. Stefan! That's all right, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should swap. What is Scouse again? That's right, suckers. That's We're right, suckers. That's right. You had a really good Scouse accent. All right, mate, I'll do it. Right, and you had a really good Betty. Is that, does that? I mean, I want to be Betty, but does this defeat the fun of the podcast if any time you get an accent you can't do, you just get to swap? It's a good point. Exactly. Vote now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let's. We'll stick with it then. I think we should keep it as. If we'll it gets really it. bad. We'll you swap. also, Chris, you also miss Kim and Billy together. Stefan. I beg your pardon. I was too Worried. fearful yeah. about the <laughs> coming on. Well, let's do it. Stefan. That's right, suckers. <laughs> That's right, suckers. Do it again. That's right, suckers. That's right, suckers. Kim and Billy bound up to Stefan and give him a big hug. He winces. Kim and Billy pull away and Billy notices the dressing on Stefan's thigh. What the hell happened to you, Steph? It's a long story. Well, it better be a bloody good one. We were worried sick. We thought you were dead or something. Stefan laughs and then looks across to Betty, who is watching the trio with a wry smile. <laughs> I think you're a better place to fill them in, Betty. I can't remember the last bit without fainting and all. Tell us, Betty, what's going on? Betty rests her knitting needles and woolen bikini on her <laughs> knee and addresses Billy and Kim. <laughs> Room 212 is no mystery. It's pretty weird, for sure, but it's no mystery. I told you about the disappearance of Harry Boar, didn't I? Kim and Billy nod. Well, I didn't tell you the whole truth, or any of it, really. What do you mean, Betty? Harry Boar is alive. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, getting far too into this. That's right. Alive and well. He's been living in a secluded bit of the hotel underneath room 212 for the last 30 years. He built a hideout where the old lift shaft used to be before the hotel was refurbished. Billy and Kim are stunned. Oh my God, that's such a good explanation for how there's a hidden realm in the hotel. I agree, Kim. Stefan gets excited. Oh, you've got to see it, guys. It's so cool. It's like James Bond or something. Billy and Kim are reeling, slack-jawed. I'm sure it is. But hang on, let's just back up a minute. Does this mean Clucas is okay? He sure is. Absolutely fine. Not a scratch on him. So there hasn't been a murder. Billy and Kim look at each other, slightly confused. Betty and Stefan say nothing. Then what the hell are we all doing? <laughs> I, that thought just I'd came to my head. Well. I was just like, shit, what have I done? Then what the hell are we all doing? The whole point of us being here was that we were supposed to be solving a murder. Two murders, three if you count Harry Bow. But now it turns out that everyone's fine and even Harry Bow is fucking alive. Not much of a goddamn murder mystery at the moment, is it? Well, well, well. Not so fast, young lady. I think you're jumping the bun a bit there. Let me fill you in on the whole story. This is far, far bigger than a murder, my dear. This is about a battle of ideas. This is about society changing face. This is about one man's sick obsession with being the nicest, most liked man alive. And what's more, it does indeed begin with a murder. Kim retracts. What are you talking about, Betty? (laughs) Very good retraction. (laughs) Very good retraction. For those of you who couldn't see what Chris just did, he put his... Face right close to the microphone and then pull back as if retracting. Yeah, retracting. Re- re- yeah. yeah, very but good. Retracting, but retracting. But retracting all the same. Betty recounts the story of Harry Bow and Philip St. Hutchinson. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could not be bothered with that. <laughs> Betty recounts the story of Harry Bow and Philip St. Hutchinson. How Harry met Adela, of how they fell in love, 
of Philip's first wife Rebecca, her death, Adela and Philip's affair, and Harry Bow's despair, of Adela's transformation and Philip's penchant for experimental surgery, of Garth Vida, his fake death and operation No More Mr Nice Guy. Kim and Billy are silent for a moment, utterly stunned by what they've heard. After a moment, Billy begins shaking his head. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard, Betty. Are you sure you're not off your Jarvis cocker? Is this... that real, Courtney Rivers line, though? I don't think so. Don't you, wouldn't you say Jarvis? I don't know. You're off your Jarvis. I, I honestly, I don't think it's right. Thing about him being yeah. Shit I mean, it's definitely wrong. Okay, Because it would be Jarvis, even if it was right. Yeah. Quite sure, young man. This is about as real as it gets. Jesu Christu Domino. So, Adela wasn't always a magical centaur? No, of course not. That would be ridiculous. Billy is visibly disappointed. And what's more, I have every reason to believe that those horse legs were not exactly Adela's choice. You mean you think Philip forced those horse legs onto her? I do, Kim. Billy begins shaking his head again. I won't accept it. I can't. They must be hers. When these eyes first fell upon those gorgeous legs, something changed in me. It was like the first time I ever saw Titanic, you know? Just utter perfection. Otherworldly. Proof that there is light in this otherwise cold and blackened world. Their love was so pure, you know? So strong and and Leo's hair is so fucking handsome and got me through my parents' divorce, that did. It's stuff like that that keeps me going. And I just cannot accept those beautiful, majestic legs are the result of the mad vision of some scalpel-wielding psycho. Nothing is black and white in this world, Billy. For every win, there's a loss. For every work of art, a painful story. For every mystical centaur, a mental guy sewing horse legs onto a woman's torso. We must live with that. (laughs) I might go and get a coffee. (laughs) Keep going. You're doing really well. I guess you're right, Betty. It's just it's just hard to accept, you know. She, she's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm truly not sure how to deal with what you just told us. Kim, having been staring solemnly at the floor, like Christy, slowly raises her head. And Operation No More Mr Nice Guy. Where do we come into it? The annual Nice Guy conference is being held at the hotel in a few weeks. We need your help to plan the takedown of Philip St Hutchinson's sinister... Abandoned nicer baths. Very good. Nicer baths. Yeah, that's good. And how are we going to do that? We need to show Philip for who he really is. If we bring down St. Hutchinson, the rest will follow. And how do we do that? Adela has never spoken out about Philip, has always kept her silence. But we think there's a lot lurking in that equine underbelly of hers. She knows everything about Philip. If we can get her on our side, we've got Philip cornered. But why would she turn against him now? Why is now different from any other time? I don't know why, dear, but something tells me there's trouble in paradise with those two. There's something different about Adela this year. I'm not sure exactly what exactly, but... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just so very clear. (laughs) I'm not sure what exactly, but I think there is a chance that she's finally ready to spill the beans. Now that you mention it, she was acting a bit funny last time we spoke to her. I'm not sure exactly what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what's happened, but if there's any chance to get her on side, then we need to take advantage. So what do we do? You need to go to the, you need to go see Adela at the Mac, <laughs> you need to go see Adela at the Muck and Scum. Invite her for a special dinner with the management of the hotel tonight. Harry Bow will join us there. Then 
We can ask her all the questions we want about Rebecca, Philip, and what really lies beneath the tip of the iceberg. Seven p.m. sharp in the function room. That's not very subtle, is it? This <laughs> <laughs> top secret meeting with somebody's been dead. Room. We'll have a function, a secret function. <laughs> Who knows what the function room is about? True. Sure. True. Could be the most secret room in the hotel. True. Seven p.m. sharp in the function room. <laughs> But how do we do it so that she won't think something is up? Use your acting. Remember your training. And if, if you feel like it's going bad, just act normal. And if she won't come, tell her there'll be extra hate. She'll come. That's racist. Horsist. Horsist. Equinist. They love hay. Oh, just pile up hay. That'll do it. <laughs> Entrap the stupid horse because they love hay. She does. She does. She loves hay. Tell her there'll be extra hay. She'll come. <laughs> quite Sean Connery there. Tell her there'll be extra hay. She'll come. And what should I do? You must go back to the Midland and tell Harry and Garth that Operation NMMN... <laughs> Operation NMNM is going ahead. Go straight there. You must not be seen. Claire Vida knows that you went missing. If she realises that you've come out of a room 212, she'll know something is airy. Have you ever seen that word before? What is it? What do you think it says? Read the sentence again. Have another go. I thought thought it was being like everything (laughs) airy. That's better. I prefer that. (laughs) Everything's alright. Oh, Everything's oh, right. Right. <laughs> I love that though. I really wanted you to just try and keep Betty. guessing. <laughs> I love that. I like thinking that Betty speaks a bit of butter yeah. one. Just every now and then slips in a bit of butter one. If she realises that you've come out of a room with 212, she'll know that something is airy. <laughs> Irish. So, but it means she'll the know, opposite. She'll know, right. she'll know that everything can be Irish. No, but that's not what she's saying. Okay, fine. Awry. <clears throat> Claire Vida knows that... <laughs> Claire Vida knows that you are missing. If she realises that you've come out of room 212, she'll know that something is awry. Right-o. Kim and Bill, I guess I'll see you later. It's a long scene. <laughs> We're so sorry we got you into this mess, Stefan. Don't be silly. I'm loving it, really. It's like the best murder mystery ever. We know, Steph, but still, we are sorry. Oh. Um, and there hasn't been a murder, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's still... I'm, I'm trying to bring us back. There right, was a okay, murder. Fine. True. Very yeah. in the in So the they've, forgotten that, they've forgotten that sentence, that, that, that conversation a couple of minutes ago where they were saying it's not actually a murder mystery and Stefan's now disqualified our murder mystery. We're back, people. I was trying to introduce some more positivity. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like it, I like it. You can see yeah? the reeks of the author in here. Panic. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> save everyone from murder. That was you. <laughs> well, if, if, if it is, that's like Charlie too nice. Saving all the characters. I'm walking, talking. Hutchinson. You're like one of the Mister Nice Boys. Mm. Um, He's my invention. I'm, I'm full of questions though. Come on. Oh, get, we'll get to the end of the scene. When you go from don't be silly. Don't be silly. I'm loving you really. It's like the best murder mystery ever. We know. Oh, Steph. that was Welsh. I'm loving you really. It's like the best murder mystery ever. We know, Steph, but still, we are sorry. Oh, quit it, will you? You didn't know we would get this crazy. And besides... <laughs> crazy. That was good. <laughs> crazy is so well. Crazy. It's every time. Crazy. That was good. I thought. And it was besides, good. there are worse places to spend your time than in the Midland. He pulls on some trousers. I'll see you soon, all right. Good luck with Adela. Stefan smiles at Billy and Kim and rushes out the door. Kim and Billy look back to Betty. Ready to go? I guess so. Kim and Billy walk towards the door. As Kim puts her hand on the doorknob, she pauses and turns to Betty. 
Betty? Betty has resumed knitting, but looks up. Yes, dear? What about all that stuff you said about Niceberg theory? You said it changed your life. You said it was one of the most fundamental ideas of our time. All distraction tactics, my dear. But why did you have to wait to tell us about Harry Bow? This is a delicate matter. And it was important that the timing was right. And Gertie Roxbury? What about Mr Roxbury? You wee, Betty. Betty. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Another password. You wee. You wee. You wee. Betty, we know about your night with Gertie Roxbury. <sighs> Very well. Espionage, my dears, of the highest order. We need all the momentum we can gather. And Gertie Roxbury's rivalry with Philip might just come in handy when the Jenga Tower starts to fall. I see. Listen, dear, I know it's a lot to take in and I know it's confusing, but you just have to trust me. We don't have any time to spare. These nice guys get earlier and earlier each year, and I have no idea what time they'll arrive this time. Being early is one of the nicest things to do, of course. Gertie Roxbury's been here for six months already, in the hope of getting the title. Kim looks hesitant. It'll be fine, Kim. We just need to get Adela to the dinner. That's all. One step at a time. You're right. Let's do it, Bill. That's my girl. Time for a pint of the La Vida Local. End of scene. Oh. Nice what little clown words at the end. Is that the Muck Scum, then? Is that just another word for it? Another name for it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So you definitely had that thought. Living, oh, yeah, Living La Vida Local. Exactly. Yeah, very good. Right, OK, so <clears throat> enjoying it. Good. Off the bat. Um, but so Stefan, <laughs> question one. Ste- so Stefan in the last episode mm-hmm. was sort of abducted by uh, Harry Bo Jenkins and Garth Vader. Yeah, and and they set him undercover to go and like find out uh, to try and knock the nice theory and try and knock those people. And the first thing he's done. <laughs> And they took a pint of his blood before he went with a machete. The first thing he's done is go out and tell Betty and then tell Billy and Kim. Hang on. No, him telling Betty was at the end of the last episode. Yeah, but Betty sussed it. Betty sussed it yeah, and showed Betty, her, scarred exactly. body, her scarred body. So Billy and Kim are now in on it as well. Because it's a necessary thing to happen to defeat the nice guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Surely sure. desperate for it all to hold together. It fits, right? right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, but he was just sent out to be to do part of the plan. There right. was nothing specific. So they were just filling him in. I checked. There was nothing. <laughs> but so why do they why him? What do you mean? Why is he the one? <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, I'm <laughs> to saying. To be honest, why did they take a mind of plan? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight this back on Charlie. Why do they take a pint of blood? in the hot seat now. Hey, why do they take a pint of blood? To to keep up the facade that it was a haunted room, otherwise people would come in. When when people would come in. I think people would be more inclined to go in and there's blood coming out the whole time (laughs) trying to figure out what was going on. What if they just lock it? Anyway, this, anyway, no, I'm giving you, I'm just something because I'm attacking you with an episode four agenda with in episode five. Mm. So what? Question so what two. I'm clarifying is they're now all on the same side. Billy, Kim, and Stefan. They're going to knock the nice people. Yeah, Stefan was sent out to just start the nice a, revolution. Start, no, they're not. Not so nice. Operation not so nice. Prolong it to keep it. You know, start it. Out. And yeah. and now he's with Betty. Yeah. No, come on. <laughs> and Kim and Billy. Are on side. Okay. All That's right. what's happening. All right, okay. That's what's up. Also, there's... I mean, Stefan didn't actively go and find Kim and Billy. They just came in yeah. they were to gonna, Betty's office. 
Yeah, that's true. It, was it really holds. It was a powerful perfectly opening. Together. I liked it with the Titanic song. Good, yeah, yeah that was really lovely. Mm. Well sung, really Christy. Thank you. I put a little harmony in there. I'm not sure if you noticed. Um, <laughs> Should we crack on with scene two? Yeah. Just one more thing. Well, Who got murdered originally again? Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, Harry. Well, Bo she died. Yeah. Uh, no, she. she yeah. And didn't then they, necessarily get murdered. She was they, addicted to glass. Yeah. But, eating glass. But it was potentially a murder. It was probably mm-hmm. a murder. Yeah. I mean, oh, so that's the murder we're all talking murder. about. That's the murder. It yes. better be a murder. Yes. So yeah. So there is a murder. There is a. It is yeah. a murder mystery. We're fine. Oh, guys, we're fine. There's. There's, there's been a, a murder. Mis- there's a death mystery. Yeah. There's yeah one of those. <laughs> cool. The death mystery mystery. Well, that was a good half an hour long uh, first scene. But did Harry Potter Jenkins Complaints. also was with Adela at one point? No, he was in yeah. love with her. Yeah. He was in love with her. They were together. They were together. Yeah. But he was also with Rebecca. No. Philip was with Rebecca. Ah. Rebecca was Philip's got it, wife. Got it. Got it. She died. died from eating glass. And don't forget, so he, he, was, he, was on, he was on the stag do of Philip to Rebecca when he, they got him so drunk and they left him in a, in, a, in a, what do you call it, in a drain pipe and he got saved by a beautiful Czech girl, oh, yeah. Adela. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Cool. Thank you. All right, we ready? So ready. Now they're going to trap Adela y- yep. and try and turn her against Philip. Something like that. Cool. Scene two. Mystery. Who's playing who? So you, yeah, you carry on as Billy. You play the boy. Okay. And maybe I'll play Adela. Okay. Who's Kim? That's good, because do you remember Adela's the one I really can't do? That's true. <laughs> Actually, I'll play the boy. No. <laughs> you play Adela. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. So you're Adela and Kim. I'm Billy. Okay. And you're the boy. I'm the boy. We continue from exactly where we left off. <laughs> <coughs> you learn from in the best. <laughs> in good tradition. Kim and Billy bound out of the front entrance of the Hotel La Vida, across the bridge connecting the ship hotel to the road, and head in the direction of the muck and scum. They enter. <laughs> so you have followed through it is a boat. What? <laughs> it is a cruise ship. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we've been afloat the whole time. No, wait, we've been in. in wait, on, is, is, the hotel, is the Hotel La Vida? Yeah. Is that a boat? It is now. I saw. I almost of course glanced it is. over. Saw, of course it is. Oh yes, the bridge. <laughs> it's connected the ship hotel. That's what it's called. Oh, the brilliant. ship hotel. Four stars. Yeah, it's always been a ship. Yeah, of course. Well, obviously, yeah. It's how many hotels do you know that aren't ships, anyway? Less than I can count on my calculator. Come on, then. They enter, but there is no sign of Adela. They approach the bar. A little boy has stood behind, cleaning a glass. Hey there, little buddy. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. What would you like? <gasps> Billy and Kim are taken aback by the boy's voice, but Billy goes on. We're looking for the landlady, Adela St. Hutchinson. Have you seen her? In the back room. Thanks. As Billy and Kim walk past the bar... <laughs> so that's your new character... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a child with a gruff, sounds like deep Billy. voice. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Well, hang on, just wait. As Billy and Kim walk past the bar, something catches Kim's eye. Where the boy's n- knees should be are two soft, tabby-patterned kitten paws. <laughs> Kim whispers to Billy as they walk through to the next room. Billy, did you see his knees? No, why? They were kitten's paws. He must be one of Philip's experimental subjects, like Betty was talking about. But that was years ago, and he's just a boy. His growth must have been stunted by the kitten. What, she's suddenly an expert? (laughs) (laughs) 
whose growth must have been stunted by the kitten poor knees, because knees are responsible for growth, remember? I think I read that in a science book. That must, <laughs> that must be right. That would explain his voice as well. We should go and introduce ourselves. He could be a useful ally further down the road. Good thinking. They turn back towards the bar. Kim leans over and addresses the boy. Hi there. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I couldn't help but notice you had kitten paws for knees. Can I ask how long you've had them? As long as I can remember. Right. They're really beautiful. Can I give them a stroke? Of course. They're my pride and joy. The boy climbs up onto the bar and presents his knees to Kim. Kim begins to stroke them, awestruck. They're amazing. The boy's cheeks glow red with pride. Thanks. Sorry, how rude. We didn't even introduce ourselves. I'm Kim and that's Billy. It's really nice to meet you. That's all right. Nice to meet you both. They call me Little Timmy Kitten Knees because of the kitten knees. Right, yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Well, it was really nice to meet you, Timmy. We've just got to go and speak to Adela. Sure, no problem. See you later, folks. Kim and Billy walk through to the next room. Kim whispers to Billy as they walk. He seems nice. Yeah, and you never know when a friend's going to come in handy. They continue walking through the pub. In the far back right corner, lying on a bed of hay, is Adela. She absentmindedly picks at a bowl of cut grass on the table in front of her. (laughs) Billy stops in his tracks. I'm not sure I can do this, Kim. The horse thing's on my mind now. Before she was just a mystical creature, a beautiful centaur, and... Now, now I know it's just a severed horse sewed onto her body. It it seems kind of weird, you know? I just can't stop thinking about it. Well, you're going to have to, Bill. We need to get her on our side. You can't mess this up. All right. I'll try and put it out of my mind. Kim and Billy walk over to Adela. Hi, Adela. Hi, Adela. Ah. (laughs) My favourite concierges. How are you today? (laughs) Fine, thanks, Adela. Can we join you? Of course. Adela gestures for them to sit down. They sit. We were wondering if you'd like to come to the hotel this evening for a special dinner. A special dinner? But what for? Well, we just wanted to thank you for being such a great customer of the hotel. It'll just be you, Betty, Billy and I. Well, that sounds divine. What are we having? Well, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. What is... I think it it's got worse. I think it's got that worse. That sounds divine. It what sounds, are we having? What are we having? That's French. Give, give me a little taste of it. What are we having? What that sounds having? divine. <laughs> you got to get a, bring a bit of horse what into it. What are we having? No, Scottish. What are we having? What are we having? No, she's not... Okay. She's it's a, like she's seductive. So she's the most beautiful woman in the world. A centaur. Yeah, but come on, like a centaur aside, she's beautiful. Do you remember the most beautiful girl in the of world? Course. She's still majestic. She's still. Well, that sounds divine. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having? Fine, better. Fine. Well, there'll be extra hay for you. That's for sure. For your horse digestion. Adela is taken aback. <laughs> Billy really. <laughs> Billy realises his mistake. Uh, sorry, Adela, I, I didn't mean... No, it's fine. Whose lovely idea was this, then? It was Betty's. She asked us this morning. Spur of the moment decision, really. We just wanted to... Billy stops in his tracks. Sorry, I didn't mean to say spur. I... It's fine, Billy. Kim shoots Billy a stern glance. So that's a yes, then? You'll come for dinner? Adela picks up a handful of grass and shoves it into her mouth. Don't fill up now, then. <laughs> she, she needs a lot yeah, of fair. fuel. Billy's eyes go wide. Of course. I'd love to. We can get blocks of salt too, if you like. 
Horses like licking blocks of salt, don't they? Kim shoots Billy another glance. Adela is clearly a bit offended. No, that won't be necessary. Billy begins to panic. Uh, so, sorry, I, I didn't mean... It's OK. Kim begins to get up, anxiously looking at Billy. So great. That's that, then. Come for seven. We'll be in the function room at the back. <laughs> Billy gets up slowly, but clearly can't let it go. Sorry about that, Adela. I was only horsing around. I mean, I was only... Oh, come on, Mason, rein it in. I mean... Billy stands in mortified silence. Adela's face has gone bright red and her eyes have begun to water. I see what this is. This isn't some nice special dinner. This is a freak show. You've come here to mock me, haven't you? (laughs) I feel like lost it in the ocean. You can do it. Give me another taste. (laughs) You've come here to mock me, haven't you? You've come here to mock me, haven't you? Thank you for your invitation, but no thank you. Adela gets up from her hay and storms through the pub, out the door and into the streets of Sinclair. Billy shouts desperately after her. There'll be extra hay, Adela! Extra hay! But Adela has gone. End of scene two. Mmm. Lovely little diverse. I thought it was going to be that easy. Be like, we come for dinner? Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting better. We're getting good. We're introducing some conflict. Yeah. Um, And tell me, do horses actually like salt? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do they like licking salt I've never heard that before really yeah. maybe it's a check well, that's my why my horses died <laughs> maybe it's a check thing I don't know yeah no they do they, they what, lick Czech Republic? salt no yeah Czech people lick salt all the time gotcha oh, okay. yeah yeah and horses and horses and so, they lick horses so even and more so horses. so Billy's actually speaking complete sense if it's a Czech horse exactly it's a Czech centaur yeah, yeah. I, I just want to find out what happens in the next scene where are we going well <laughs> yeah, but people listening can't see. Just, well, just read. Yeah, just oh, read. Okay, we're going to the next scene. It's in the Midlands. Fucking hell. Mystery, murder, mystery. Scene three. Back in the Midland, all is calm. Harry, Bow, and Garth are playing chess. Oh, hang on. We need to set the characters. So let's do it. Because I can't wait for the next sentence. <laughs> Who's playing who? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I guess I'll, I'll be Garth. Okay. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. I'll be Garth. <clears throat> you be Clucas. Okay. You be Harry. <clears throat> Back in the Midland, all is calm. Harry, Bow, and Garth are playing chess. Dwight the Apron appears to be sipping a cocktail at the neon lit bar, and Clucas sits naked and bored on the sofa. He looks towards the two men. How long are we going to have to stay down here? Harry Bow replies without looking up. Until the time is right. And when will that be? Just when it'll be okay. You get comfortable. It could be a while. We wait for news for some from sometime Stefan. Once he's rallied to support, then we'll move on our bit of our plan. And what is the plan exactly? Oh, don't you worry about that. There's a plan, all right. A really good one. But I'm <laughs> bored. That's the last words that get me. I feel like I'm all right now. You're trying to throw them away. A really really good one. one. Oh, there's a plan already. A really good one. But I'm bored, chicos. Not enjoying the happy world of Harry Bow, even though the kids and grown ups love it so. But there's nothing to do here, I. Me You're but offending so many people but there's right nothing, now. But there is nothing to do here. Can't I just go back? Of course you can't, you idiot. 
We don't know who knows you've gone missing. If somebody sees you outside who thinks, Dave, you've gone missing, they'll know this room isn't haunted, and then what? We could all stop with this ridiculous story. No, Clucas, everything would be ruined. The illusion that this room's haunted has protected this place for 30 years. And you don't call this a farce, neither. This whole nice guy act may seem trivial to you, but that's exactly how he gets away with it. Lures everyone into a false sense of nicety. And then sews giraffe horns onto your feckin' elbows. What? Doesn't matter. Just know that this is important beyond measure. You could at least let me play chess. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly optimised for three players, is it, you dimwit? In Orgia, chess is always with three people. (laughs) You're a Della now. (laughs) Or my Della, anyway. Well, we're not in Orgia, are we? So you just quit your belly aching and keep quiet. Why don't you see what that magic apron of yours can show you? It may even be able to give you a glimpse of your beloved Urgia. Of Urgia? Dwight, come here to me. (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Dwight the apron stops pouring cocktails down its front and flies unsteadily over to Klukas. Is this breaking the one character rule or not? Is he still? Because no, it's only when you talk. It? It? No, but it's only when you talk. Actually, all right. <laughs> what shall I ask it? You don't have to ask it anything. Just think about what you want to see and throw it up into the air. Clucas looks at the apron, closes his eyes, and throws it up into the air. Dwight hangs in the air, and a scene appears in the fabric. An idyllic picture presents itself: purple hills set under a bright turquoise sky. A golden river flowing through their luscious valleys. Magnificent tree-like beasts walk across the hillside, slow and elegant. A flying dog comes into view and dive bombs down, gobbling up a tiny bear and its chops before returning to the skies. And amongst all of this, a young boy sits with his human-like parents, laughing and playing in the grass. Klukas sits stunned. His face is a mixture of pure joy and pain. Smiling, a single tear falls down his cheek. Orgia! So he's just imagined his he's just his imagined his <laughs> the mythical land of Urgia. You've made it very mythical. I've just given him some mushrooms. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking magic apron. <laughs> yeah, but he still was from this place. <laughs> oh god. Been a while since you were home, has it? Many moons. And how did you come to be here in the first place? Clucas looked sadly into space, his face wrapped in nostalgia. It's a, a, an a story, <laughs> an a story for another time. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about how much I want to go back. Clucas looks back towards the floating apron in the Urgian scene. As a young Clucas bounds towards his mother and gives her a hug, the picture begins to crackle and fade. Where is it going? Why is he stopping? The Urgian scene disappears from the apron and the young faces of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet come into view. Uh, what's going on? Where has Urgia gone? Get it back. Clucas <laughs> looks around to Harry, who is now looking at Dwight. Titanic continues in the apron. Leo and Kate are seen running frantically through flooding ship corridors. People scream. Someone jumps overboard. Harry watches, eyes fixed. I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to bloody end this hotel. Send it sinking to the bottom of of Sinclair Lake. So it's on a lake. Sure. Taking the whole clan of Noisa Pass with it. Sunk by their own by their own Noisberg. How's about that? Now now, Harry, remember what we said. No bloodshed. Exposing Philip for the monster that he is is enough. 
the nice revolution will fail and then will run far away, far away from this insufferable niceness. Harry appears to calm. He continues watching the sinking ship in the apron. You're right. He stands up. Why can't I be like you, Gart? Just head out to the horizon whenever I feel like it. <laughs> Say we'll go there sometime to that pier. Even if we only just talk about it. <laughs> Speech marks back. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we only just talk about it. No, we'll do it. We'll drink cheap beer, we'll ride on the roller coaster till we throw up. Then we'll ride horses on the beach right into the surf. But you'll have to do it like a real cowboy. None of that side saddle stuff. What's happened from Urgia to the side of the open stock show? <laughs> you mean one leg on each side? Yeah. Can you show me? Sure, if you like. Teach me to ride like a man. <laughs> and chew tobacco like a man. And spit like a man. Harry Bow draws his head back and. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Bow draws his head back and spits on Clucas's face. Clucas recoils, shocked. What? what? Didn't they teach you that in finishing school? What? Didn't they teach you that in finishing school? The two men fall about laughing. The chessboard falls onto the floor. Oh, Harry, you're too much sometimes. Oh, Garth, what would I do without you? The two men embrace. Clucas wipes his face. At that moment, Stefan comes into the room. Oh, Stefan, hey, Stefan, thank God these guys are crazy. Where are the others? They went to speak to Adela, try and get her on side. What do you mean these guys are crazy? Just look at them. Klukas gestures to the two men who are dancing arm in arm. They haven't noticed Stefan's entry. Harry Bow, still in his negligee, is singing. <laughs> Stuck in the Midland with you. Here I am, stuck in the Midland with you. Right? And they, split, and they split your leg for blood, Stefan. For no reason, really. We got to get out of here. I don't like it. We can't, Lucas. We got to stick to the plan. Get plan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard any plan yet. All I've heard is that there is one. But what are we doing and when is as clear as muck. I want to phone the others. Lucas looks around for his phone. Garth realises that Stefan has arrived and stops the dancing. Aha! Our conditional friend has returned. And with good news? I don't know yet. Perhaps we should at long last give these friends of yours a call back. It's okay. Klukas is doing it. Klukas has found his phone and is frantically dialing. Not so fast, young Urgian. I'm in charge here. Garth picks up his machete, walks over to Klukas and snatches the phone out of his hand. He calls the number. Hello, Klukas? Not quite, but I'm with the young man here. This is Garth Feeder. No doubt Stefan has filled you in. Yes, what's going on? We were wondering how it was going with Adela. Um, not so good. <laughs> Billy's made loads of horse puns and now she's run off somewhere. <laughs> so blase. <laughs> Garth looks unimpressed. Harry is concerned. What's wrong, Garth? What's going on? I believe our concierge friends have, how do you say, fucked it up. Adela has run off. They weren't even on, in on this <laughs> Adela plan. <laughs> they knew. Are you serious? Well, that's it. That's the last straw. I'm going to bring this fucker down myself. Hello? Is anyone still there? Without saying goodbye, Garth hangs up the phone and puts it on the table. Well, I suppose we're left with no option then. I suppose so. Klukas is concerned. What are you going to do? We're going to do what we should have done from the very beginning. We're going to take this nice man down to the depths where he belongs. And with that, Harry and Garth 
machete in hand, walk out of room and into the hotel. Stefan turns to Klukas. Klukas, we've got to warn Betty, Kim and Billy. We've got to stop this. Of course, senorito. You lead the way. End of scene. Oh, crazy. <laughs> so they're leaving the Midland for the first time in 30 years. Mm-hmm. To go and drown Philip <laughs> St. Hutchison with a machete. Wow. <laughs> in his own blood, am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, there is a boat to There drown, is a to boat sink. to sink them in. That is an option. And a machete could be useful Christ, in that. Right, so like, who to trust here? We're just surrounded by chaos on either I, side. Genuinely, I don't know whether... I, I, I presented Harry as, I'm vaguely sane, and quite a kind of aspirational character, mm. potentially a very good guy. Mm. He's now gone a little bit mental. Well, it wouldn't be that much of a sort of murder mystery if Philip had just killed her and there was like no, you know... No, I mean, that's no one exactly else in what a the... murder mystery is. No, well, Philip killed who? Philip had just killed Rebecca. Well, Philip had just killed Rebecca and there was no other he, he dodgy characters. Revenge. So there's going to be a murder. Do you know what I mean? There might be a murder tonight. There might be a murder this night. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything, oh, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear. Okay. Carry on. Scene four. Mystery, murder, mystery. Kim and Billy run into the foyer of the Hotel La Vida. Betty is there at the front desk looking frantic. Betty! You're back. Well, how did it go? Billy looked sheepish. Billy ruined it. He made loads of horse puns and she got offended and trotted off. He's what? ruined everything. Oh, you stupid young man. You stupid, stupid young bellboy. Did you use your acting? N- no, Betty. I'm sorry. I just couldn't hold it in. I thought I was going to explode with horse puns. I just, I just couldn't get the horse thing out of my mind. Well, this is just brilliant. You fucked up the dinner and what's more, we've had a whole wave of nice guests come into the hotel. They've come especially early this year. And now Miss Feeder, in her glorious attempts to please, wants to give them a welcome evening. Well, what are we going to do? I don't know, Kim, but for now, you better just go and look sharp and hold some canopies. We can't let Miss Feeder know that anything's up. Five minutes pass. We join Billy and Kim in the hotel restaurant. Claire Vida stands in front of a small crowd. The Roxbury's Philip and a handful of others wait patiently. Little Timmy Kittenknees is also among <laughs> is also among them. Kim and Billy are stood at one side, holding trays of canapes. Who's playing Claire? Uh, I think you did a really good job. What was her accent Last again? Time. Was she uh... South African? Oh, she yeah. was as well, wasn't yeah, she? she was, inexplicably. Why was I that German then? I don't know. <laughs> it must have been uh, during the war he moved over. Maybe he's Dutch. No, he's definitely German. Yeah, he was German. Yeah, I'm just trying to sort this out. No, but I mean, it does happen, actually. German. It does happen. But, yeah, during the war, lots of Germans moved to South Africa, so that is how it happened. Yeah, so don't send us any emails. Right. One, two, one, two. Good evening, everyone. That's Claire. Yes, I know. Well, that was quite that sounded was, quite better. That was really better. Uh, one, two, one, two. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, wasn't it? <laughs> South African. Okay, good evening, everyone. Okay. One, two, one, two. Good evening, everyone. The crowd responds in unison. Good evening, Miss Vida. What an honour it is to welcome you all here this evening to the Hotel La Vida. They applaud. As you all know, it's a great joy to see so many nice faces in my hotel. This year, as every year, we should be welcoming the finest and nicest characters from across the globe to the annual conference. 
The word of nice is very important to me and to this hotel. Nice bird theory sits at the core of everything we do here. And so, it is with great joy that we welcome the great Philip St. Hutchinson through our doors. Philip, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with us a few of your nice, nice words. The crowd applauds again. <laughs> Grinning, Philip takes Claire's place. Me? Yeah. But of course, the pleasure is all mine. And Claire, might I just say that we really do think of this as home. As Philip goes on, from one corner of the room, Stefan whispers to Kim and Billy. Psst! Kim turns around and goes around the corner. As she does so, she sees Klukas and hugs him. Klukas, I'm so glad you're safe. We were worried sick. I'm so glad I'm safe too, Chica. But let me tell you, Haribo and Garth are no picnic. I thought it was not safe with them. What do you mean? Steph, what's going on? Turns out Haribo and Garth are a bit loopy. Well, they did slice your leg up with a machete for no reason. Yeah, and now they're planning to sink the hotel. Said they had to take matters into their own hands. Said they were going to sink it like the Titanic. You mean they've left the Midland? Yeah, but we don't know where they've gone. By the time we followed them out, they were out of sight. But why are they doing this? Because of Adela. Because of Senor Billy. Yeah, Harry lost his cool when he heard about Adela. But it was salvageable. This is crazy. I am not sure I know what crazy means anymore. I'm not sure... I'm not sure I know what crazy means anymore. Just at that moment, a piercing scream echoes around the restaurant. Stefan and Klukas edge back into the shadows as Kim runs back to join Billy. There is commotion in one corner of the room. Claire Vida comes bustling over to see what's going on. What's going on? What happened? (laughs) On the floor, Mrs Roxbury lies unconscious. Gertie stands over her. Well, what's going on, Mr Roxbury? My wife here just said that she saw the ghost of Harry Bo Jenkins. All eyes turn to Philip who stands with an ashen face, still smiling. Well, that's not very nice, is it? Oh! Dun, dun, dun. What a blinder. That was good. Yeah, that was good. really good. Good ending. Great ending. So Mrs. St. Hutchinson, Ger- uh, uh, Mrs. Roxbury. Mrs. Ro- Gertie's Gertie Roxbury. Wife. No, Gertie's mm-hmm. wife. Fainted. <clears throat> also, just before... A piercing scream echoes around the restaurant. Stefan and Klukas edge back into the shadows as Kim goes runs back to join Billy. That suggests something. Well, I don't they're know. aware of something. Could do. Could do. Or just be that they need to hide themselves from Claire. Claire Vida. Claire Vida. Wow, I tell you what. Living La Vida Loca, that was mm. mad. Yeah. That was good. So they're loose from the Midland. Finally, all of them are loose now. Everyone's loose. Shit, everyone's so, loose from the Midlands. So they're all in the hotel ship. Apart from Dwight. <laughs> Dwight's, Dwight's there. Dwight's just still down there. Just having, having a smoke. <laughs> watching, watching whatever he wants Cocktails. on his own body. I do he's think, on Netflix. I do think that Dwight has slowly become my favourite character. Yeah, just he's so good. nonchalant. He's also one of the only characters that's been from the whole, you know, been there the whole time. That's the whole true. story. The orange apron, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, as in the orange apron, he was there with Harry Bow as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very first. See, he knows. He knows. He things. knows everything. But he does, or she, Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but mind you, Gertie's a female name, and Gertie Roxbury's a male. Yeah, true. Yeah, very progressive, aren't we? Yeah, ish. Well, apart from where horses does <laughs> hail. Any questions? Um, None at all. I, th- I just think a pat on the back. Good. Great episode. You took what was a fantastic episode and <laughs> it developed it into a better episode. <laughs> and you know, you did your own thing. They were just cool. You know. And I'm uh, next. 
You are next, Christy. I've got the world of opportunities. And, and I mean, we don't know how far it's going to go. I mean, that could, it no. could be the penultimate episode like we had seven episodes last season. It could be, there could be much more. Wow. It's exciting. How do you feel? I, do, I feel excited. I'm, I don't you know how long anxious. is this going to be. Oh, you, know, you know I look anxious when I feel excited. <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. I feel like there's still a way to go, maybe. I feel like that. This this pony's still got legs. Still got legs. <laughs> and on that note, adios. Mystery, murder, mystery. Mystery, murder, mystery. Whoa.